Dort University softball begins their play for the 2024 season this weekend as they are involved in some contests at the ASB Dome at the sports complex across the street. Kansas Wesley and William Penn and Buena Vista on the schedule and uh, Coach Zomer. A lot of new faces on this year's team. Uh, some returners, obviously, but you've got some gaps to fill. How has uh, the fall and preseason uh, preparation for this year gone up to this point? You know, it's always re- important to remember that each and every year and or season is a new one. And this one certainly lives up to that hype, if you will. Uh, we will certainly have a different look this year in the Defender Softball program. Uh, we graduated some some key players in our program, but we also feel very good and, and confident about some of our young kids that we have now in the program, but also that have you know, matured in our program through their sophomore and junior years as well. So, you know, um, practice and preparation actually has gone really well to this point. And yeah, we're certainly looking forward to putting our work into action here this coming weekend. Last year, you had a team that had uh, 117 stolen bases. You were really built for a speed for the most part. You graduate out some of those players that were key pieces of that. Ella Coster, Ivy Terpstra, Chandler Skimper. You're going to have to lean early on on the likes of uh, Aurora Tyson. Uh, you start looking, uh, you've got to rely on Carly Olson. Just some people are going to have to take a step forward and uh, fill roles that they maybe didn't have to do before. You know, you mentioned the 117 stolen bases and actually just had a meeting uh, with our senior captains last week and also uh, our coaching staff. And we... We had some significant speed in our lineup last year. And not only speed in the lineup, but speed that was on base a lot. You know, in the leadoff spot last year, Chandler uh, stole 29 bases in the leadoff spot. You know, she was on base at a clip of uh, 434. So the kid was always on base, and she was oftentimes on second base uh, shortly thereafter. So, you know, we are going to look a little different uh, in that, and that certainly uh, seems to be true. You know, you mentioned Carly and Aurora, and I'm going to throw Emma Groon in there as well, Brooklyn Cox. You know, some of these kids, you know, we do have speed that that will be in our lineup again this year. Again, it will look a little bit different, but, you know, you want to set out goals, 100 stolen bases for a a season is a a good goal to start out with, and that's kind of where we're landing right now. Um, But... uh, you know, I think last year we didn't have to play a ton of small ball uh, bunting since we had the speed in our lineup, but I think this year may yield itself to that early on where we may need to bunt more runners over in certain situations uh, early on. What kind of luxury is it? Uh, you talk about to key positions in softball, and uh, it's always uh, you build up the middle for your defense, and you, you want your shortstop, you want your catcher, your center fielder. Pitching is obviously up the middle as well, but you've got at least two of those positions very firmly entrenched in Carly Olson in her fourth year as a catcher, and she came back from some off-season stuff the previous year. I don't know that her health was 100% last spring yet, but She's back to catch. Emma Groon, Emma Veenstra is back at shortstop. Those are two pretty critical cogs to build around. You know, I appreciate you mentioning that. I would agree with you that Carly's health was not 100% last spring. It was doable. It was functional. But I think she would be the first also to admit that she just was not at 100% and probably not even real close. 
but this year has proved to be much different. Um, she is in a much better spot uh, with her health. You mentioned Emma. I am biased towards my athletes, no doubt, but I do firmly believe that Emma Groon is one of the best shortstops in the country, and it's uh, awesome to have her on her side. And then you mentioned center field. So it happened at certainly Ivy Terps' expense last year in her getting or tearing her ACL. 11 games from the end of our season last year. Um, we missed her a ton, but what it did allow is allow Aurora Tyson to get some very valuable reps there in center field to finish our season last year. She really did a nice job there. And right now, you know, we are we are solid up the middle defensively in our program. And we certainly have some really nice things to build in, build off of around that. You have and there's no sidestepping it. Abby Kramer, last year, 19-6, and six, a 1.09 earned run average. Uh, she accounted for 19 of your 35 wins in terms of her pitching wins. But then you you kind of, the number two spot ended up, I wouldn't say by committee, but it was a shared spot. Haley Wilkin and Alexa Kapaska, they want to combine 15, of six, uh, 15 and 6 on the mound. You have... You have a couple of pitchers that have significant amounts of innings. Can Carly Olson, as the catcher, help bring them along to where you need them to be this year? <laughs> Abby Kramer, right? Uh, one of those kids where, and everybody in the conference knew it, right? That kid enters the circle. It's going to be extremely difficult to score runs. There was no shock to anybody on that. You know, coming off the year that she had even last year, just the tremendous growth that she had over her career, but really to cap it off with uh, academic All-American, finish the season, GPAC Pitcher of the Year, she leaves some pretty monumentous shoes to fill. The number two spot last year really kind of became interesting in that, and you hit the nail on the head. It was a sort of a pitch by committee in the number two spot, but the sort of benefit of that was the fact that we could oftentimes figure Abby for sometimes seven plus innings over the course of a double header. I say the plus referring to a possible inning or two uh, save situation or a hold situation in the second game of the double header. You know, so that's not in our sort of MO this year. I think we have a, we have five pitchers this year. And I've already been very clear in communicating with all of them that this likely this year is going to be a pitch by committee. So we're going to work out some early sort of starting middle inning, closing inning rotations here as we as we get rolling here this weekend and even through our dome games the rest of February. And we're really going to be able to find out some things that work really well. Alexa Kapaska and Haley Wilkin really just did a tremendous job of of given us a chance last year. And I think that was the most important thing that we saw come out of that is, yes, Abby won game one, but we still had to figure out a way to navigate through and win game two. And I really think our, our team really figured that out and they were willing to grind some things out and really be willing to experiment experiment with some things. So, you know, with those kids still on our staff, you know, we have a transfer uh, coming in and, and Bailey Sample, She's going to certainly eat up some innings. Jaden Faber has done an outstanding job as well, continue to grow through her progression as a pitcher. And then we have a freshman, Chloe Kreuss, uh, from Florida, but her parents have relocated a little bit farther up the East Coast now. But she's a freshman. She's coming in. She's doing a, a really nice job. So I really think we have a, 
we have a five-headed pitching staff this year, then they're all going to see innings. You will play 15 games by my count in the ASB Dome, and then you go to Florida, and by my count, you have a dozen or so games scheduled in Florida, and then it's the conference season almost exclusively or exclusively from there on out to close the year. Is it, is it in some ways three separate seasons? Because I, I understand you're going to build through some things and you're going to figure some things out, but it's, it feels like from a, my vantage point, okay, the Dome is a certain kind of play and you're trying to figure it out. Then you move outside with non-conference games and a few more things to iron out. And then the conference is really what it boils down to and culminates with. Do you look at it that way, or am I oversimplifying or looking at it incorrectly? If I'm being honest with you, if you would ask me that question in January of 2023, I would have said 100% yes. It is three separate sort of grouping of games, seasons, completely correct. What last year showed itself to us was that, and I actually was I was pleasantly surprised by this, but there was almost no transitioning, hmm. um, transforming from gameplay in the Dome to outdoors. I was concerned that it was going to be sort of a, there's going to be a learning curve there, right? All of a sudden you're playing in natural light uh, versus artificial light. You're all of a sudden now dealing with more wind conditions that don't exist in the dome. And the other thing is going from turf to dirt. I was very pleasantly surprised at how well our, our team transitioned from the indoor portion of our season to the outdoor portion of our season. So I really, I'm, I'm going to say it's really more two seasons. It's sort of the, okay. the 15 and 12 that we play in the dome in spring break. And then we have our 22 conference games uh, finished up. So uh, it's, it really is, is more or less two. What is the one thing that you want to figure out this weekend? I mean, what, if you strip it all away and there's a primary goal this weekend for these three games, what, what do you need? What does your softball program need to find out that you haven't found out up to this point? The old adage in the game of baseball and softball, both, walks mm. score. Or you can break it down farther, nothing good happens after a walk. Are we able to force teams to hit their way on base? If we can, as a staff, force kids to have to swing their way on to the bases, we're going to be all right. Our defense... Again, very biased towards my own program, but I feel very confident in what our kids are doing defensively. We we are going to be solid in all positions. And if we can have teams hit the ball at us, we are going to make plays. So if, if we can, as a pitching staff, keep our walks to a minimum. February 2 and 3, we get started. Uh, here we go. Uh, how many games do we have on the schedule? 50? 48? What, what's on schedule right now? 72. Oh, like for my season? For your season, yeah. 40. I'm not going to worry about the oh, other team. I mean, fair. <laughs> I, I do worry about that, but not the same way I worry about your season. How many games you got scheduled this year? 49. 
and uh, fifty were allowed. Yep, and twenty-two are conference yep. games. Do I have that correct? Twenty-two conference, eleven yep. double headers. Well, here we go. Um, the ASB Dome. We we uh, kind of got used to things last year, and uh, it it changed things dramatically uh, from the uh, athletic communication standpoint. Changed your program as well. Gave you some benefits. Added some work, but it has. Uh, we get rolling with it here the first weekend in February, and we know we're going to get some games in unless we have something really significant happen. We're going to get a significant amount of uh, games in here in February. Hope things go well this weekend for you, Jeff, and uh, we'll see you over at the Dome. We look forward to working with the Dorm Media Network, Mike. Thank you.